Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Outspoken with White and Jordan. Hard edged, hard nosed, hard to beat. Where are you coming from in this one? Your 100% essential download. Jim White and Simon Jordan. You let this get out of control. Outspoken with White and Jordan. From the world's biggest sports radio station, Talk Sport. Hi there, everybody, and thanks for downloading Outspoken, the podcast that brings you the very best of our daily talk sports show. In this, our final show in Qatar, we'll reflect on Belgium and Germany crashing out the World Cup, Japan turning into the neutrals' favourite, and we'll look ahead to Sunday as England look to overcome Senegal. Belgium in Group F crashed out, Martin, as we know, after a goalless draw with Croatia. Roberto Martinez, for him, we know Roberto well. I've known him for many, many years. He bowed out after six years in charge. And he said to everybody, it was farewell, farewell straight after Belgium exited the tournament. My situation is very clear. Uh, that was the end, uh, whatever would happen. If we were being world champions, we would have been out in the group phase. This is uh, the end of, of the time. And it's got nothing to do with being eliminated at this at this stage i always work in a long term i believe that the long-term projects need to be long-term and they need to be set in advance um, as you can imagine since 2018 i had many opportunities to to leave to take jobs at club level and i always wanted to be loyal i always wanted to finish the job and now is i don't resign i don't this is the end of my contract so the moment that you go to a major tournament in these conditions, uh, that was always, always the plan. Well, it's a bit of a sad end for Martin, as you could hear it in the, the tone of his voice. Martin, two questions to you. Where does he land next? And why is it that golden generations always seem to fall short? <laughs> Well, I mean, it's interesting. I watched a bit of that game this morning in preparation for today's show. Lukaku had, you know, some really good chances, Jim, to finish that off. And it was uh, oh, Croatia or another team, really. Are they coming to the end of what they've, you know, they, they were the finest in the last World Cup. Um, they didn't move the ball nearly quick enough in this tournament. There's obviously in-house bickering with the players. But Lukaku had opportunities to finish it. He just, Jim, he should have come on earlier in the second game. He didn't look like he was match fit. He came on at half time. Um, and I think it's right and proper that the manager goes now because it is the end of an era. But he will end up in a top job somewhere. Um, I'm not sure it's going to be in the Premier League. I, I really don't know where he'll, he'll turn up. Has he earned the right to end up in a top I job? I think so. I think he's respected. I think he, tactically um, he's been very good in the past, although against Canada in the first game, they got outwitted by the way that they played and the Canada kept changing their system thereafter, which they shouldn't have done. Yeah. 
they complicated things, but they certainly bamboozled Belgium in that first game. Um, they've not had, I mean, they're looking at the players there. You look at Havertz and, sorry, um, their top player, Hazard, nothing like the player. Mm. And, and really, why should we have expected him to have been? It's not a, a light switch you can flick on and off. Yeah. Uh, so the quality wasn't there. Lukaku not fit enough. Too much on De Bruyne. Uh, an ageing back three. Um, and it really is the, the the end of an era for that group. And I don't see go. them being successful, Jim, mm. again for a little while. Out they go. Simon, does Martinez land in a top job? Um, debatable. I mean, he has, if you look at it on the body of work, had a remarkable win record at Belgium. He's got a 70% win record. And if you look at the... Uh, the uh, the uh, the pantheon of international managers. He is above most of their win records. But the problem is, is not in this tournament, but in previous tournaments, he's laid down uh, a marker of being unsuccessful and wasted opportunities. And you have to look at it and say whether the back four was aging now. They, you know, in previous tournaments they weren't. And you don't just look at Eden Hazard. You look at Kevin De Bruyne. You look at the absolute quality they've had in that side. And you have to say, despite having had this quite remarkable win record of 70%. He has underachieved with this level of player available to him. So will he come out with reputations intact? I think he will have to be diminished. I was surprised he got the job in the first place. And, and what he's done with the job, I don't think has been remarkable in terms of outcomes because he hasn't won anything. He hasn't mm. achieved potentially. Now, of course, you have to look then and say, what a remarkable country Belgium is for producing this level of player. We talk about golden generations. With due respect to some of the players they've got in their midst, some of our players couldn't light a candle, some of theirs. Okay, fair enough. They're regarded, though, as a golden generation. Is, is he a golden generation? Is he a best-in-class manager? Clearly not, because if you've got this embarrassment of riches on the pitch, you need to have that complemented by a manager that can either, either get them across the line or affect outcomes far more, far more meaningfully than he has done. Mm. And so with that in mind, I think, he goes at, I think he'll be disappointed. Now, he talks about long-term projects. You were given a long-term project. You've had a reasonable amount of time. No one can suggest that this was a, a fickle situation, that this, contract was, this, this uh, competition, win, lose, or draw, was going to be uh, his departure. You have to look back over the body of work and say, well, your school report would say probably could have done better. Yeah, but it, 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 you, you think, Martin, the writing's on the wall when you hear stories about infighting within the squad. And we heard plenty of that. Yeah, I mean, that doesn't help. Uh, I, I just think if you go back to the pitch and I watched the, the first game against, against um, Canada, I was almost astonished. 22 opportunities they had in that game. And you looked at it and I had Belgium to go very well in this tournament, um, go at least to a semi-final. And you, you, clearly it was obvious that wasn't going to happen. Morocco did really well. A uh, difficult team to play against, Jim. They could do well. Amrabat sits in front of the back four. Yeah. They've got uh, Ziyech on the right side, Buffal on the left. Yeah, they're talking uh, about their chances this morning look, in our hotel. They they, they've themselves. got a really nice yeah. balance. Yeah. I just wondered whether in the end, he always wanted to play Martinez a back three. He never really deviated from that. Always the back three, the same system. I think everybody's worked them out. And I think uh, Croatia really weren't in any real trouble in their game the other night. They come down to that game. Two very good teams, Jim, having to play. Because of what Morocco have done in that group, they've just turned it on its head. Welcome to the Coliseum of Confrontation. Outspoken with White and Jordan. This has been a World Cup thus far. Full of crazy upsets, not least Japan. All credit to them. Ending up topping Group E. They've made all the headlines today. And in the, the process, beat Spain last night and in turn dumped 
the Germans out of the tournament. There were some German fans in our hotel this morning tr trying to put something of a brave face on it, but they are very, very unhappy and frustrated to be heading home at this stage. There was so much attention focused, Martin, on that Japan goal and that call. Did the ball cross the line? Did it not cross the line? Was it in? Was it out? Should the goal have stood? Should it not? Now, Mike Dean at breakfast this morning, a former referee, was saying to me, maybe later today, FIFA will, um, uh, he, he felt, will, will publish a picture which will show definitively that uh, the ball was still in play and that the goal should have stood and did stand. And that's what it did for the Germans. But Martin, why in 2022 do we not have goal, te goal line technology all the way around the pitch? We see state-of-the-art technology here. Should a team's World Cup fate, albeit the Germans, and there wasn't much sympathy for them today, should their fate be decided by the eye of one VAR official? Because sources tell us the decision itself came down to the judgment of the VAR official and his assistants who advised the referee, Victor Gomez, let the goal stand. Jim, when I, when I was watching that live, uh, I thought the ball had gone out. I saw slightly different pictures. I don't know if everybody saw that the, in the same place. We're all watching it. We, we were the same as you. Yeah. yeah. And, and all of a sudden, it was as if somebody had, I'm not saying tampered with the pictures, but suddenly they brought these new pictures to us where they were showing that the ball was, hadn't gone out. And, it, and I know you look at it, there's so much of the ball looks like it's out. I know they're the rules. Um, I don't know if it, we have to have technology all around the pitch now. Where's it going to end? You know, luckily the ball was on the deck. You know, it's, it wasn't bouncing, was it? It was no, on but the deck. Martin, if technology was all around the, the pitch, we wouldn't be asking this question this morning. There'd be well, no question to be asked. Well, maybe perhaps we do it in a World Cup, but I don't think we can bring it everywhere, Jim, to frizz to... I mean, OK, probably eventually we'll see it. Yeah. But I, I don't know. If I was playing against... I mean, if I was playing against Japan there, I would have thought to myself, that ball's definitely gone out. I, I've seen it with my own eyes. For years, I've judged it on that. Now, maybe in the, in the game of rugby, it's slightly different, isn't it? If the ball touches the line, then it's out of play. But for us, it's the whole circumference of the ball. So it becomes very technical and very difficult to actually work it out if it's actually happened. Do you uh, think somebody tampered with the pictures? Are you serious about that? Uh, no, my eyes... The, the pictures tell a different story now to the one I saw at the time. The pictures I saw in the real action was, and they showed a replay of it, the ball was out and it was clearly out. And all of a sudden they brought new pictures to us for VAR purposes and the ball is now just touching the line. They found it remarkable. I mean, everybody's putting their own spin on this over here, uh, uh, Simon. Uh, Graham Souness, Gary Neville yep. last night in the telly were saying the yep. uh, same kind of thing. Not, not quite as a conspiracy theory mm -hmm. going on here, but not far off it. Well, nobody mentioned, I've not heard a dialogue about VAR needing to have a, a force circumference of the pitch. And if, they, if that was wanted and required, then perhaps it should be a concept that was put, floated before the tournament started. Look, the Germans didn't get knocked out of this World Cup because of that particular decision. That's the ultimate uh, part of the equation. But exactly. they, got, they got knocked out because they're not a very good side. Um, and they got beat by the Japanese. They weren't particularly great against the Spanish. And they nearly got their heads handed to them by Costa Rica last night. I take no pleasure in the idea that we, you know, the Germans get paid back for their for their outlook and attitudes in life sometimes, or they wanted to come here and tell everyone they've been they were silenced. Now they've been silenced properly by being ejected from the tournament by their own uh, failure to achieve. I, I think you can make a case for uh, a, a query and a question and evaluation about the decision that was made 
But if we're going to inflate that and conflate it into a situation where the Germans can feel very hard done by, I, I'm, I'm not going to be in that camp. I'm not going to be in this. And I'm also going to look at it and say, whatever we, again, it goes back to like when we pick teams or whoever we don't have in the team is the reasons why teams aren't successful. Whatever piece of technology we don't have now is the reasons why decisions are ultimately uh, up for grabs and up for query. So do you rubbish any talk of tamping of pictures? Yeah, or, of course so. Or, or a of conspiracy so. theory of any yeah, sort? I mean, I, What's I don't going on out here behind the scenes? Nothing is. Yeah, no, I, I think, that's, I think that's, that, that may well play into a narrative that people want to advance. I think if you listen to the German press, I think they themselves are actually more focused on the fact that their team were rank poor. Yeah, yeah. But, but when we were watching that gym live, and most people watching it at home, I was pretty convinced that that ball had gone out of play. And we seen a, we saw a replay, uh, and okay, VAR maybe they've got slightly different cameras and they can they can stop the picture, so we have to respect that decision. Mm. But when watching it live, to all intents and purposes, that okay, ball, well, that ball was out of play. Let's push this back then. Why would they want to not find an outcome? I mean, we often accuse VAR of being a goal disallowing system. It starts from the default situation of finding a methodology to, to rule out a goal. Are you disappearing into some sort of ideology that the Germans have had some conspiracy theory pushed against them by the Qatari uh, regulators of the VAR system to find some retribution for the fact that they had the audacity but to do, question do what's going on Do we need to look at here? the rule itself when the ball is actually out of play? If the base of the ball no, is that's out... Different. I know. That's it, different. I know it's a circumference, but if when the boy bottom of the ball is clearly out and there's daylight between the touchline for me that looks like it's out Jim I know the rules are different from the angle we, every time so we take far. every time we take a corner with this quad quadrant we've got this problem where the players are trying to push it we have to keep stopping exactly so, on, and, exactly and it's like on the same that. issue it's like well look, just make it that the, that the ball has to be on the line so we've got two referees, Peter Walton, who's mm. described the, the, the dynamics of it, and you've also got Mike Dean. Mm. And, you know, whatever you do, I don't think of Mike Dean. He's a referee with repute. So with that in mind, you've got two referees that have pretty much said there is a case for that ball being considered to be in play. Exactly. But, but we know better. And what do the Germans think themselves? German broadcaster for Magenta TV, Thomas Wagner, joins us live uh, on the show. Thomas, thank you so much for joining us. What is your reaction to the fact that your nation went out last night? Hello. Uh, nice to hear you. Um, yes, uh, there's one word for me. It's it's ridiculous uh, what we Germans played in the uh, last three tournaments. The appearance of Germany is Embarrassing, and no stone uh, should be left unturned. Oliver Bierhoff was uh, the master builder of, of success with the World Cup in, in Brazil. But uh, now the seclusion in the north, the isolation and the discussions, um, whole tournament about the one love tie, we are, were counterproductive, in my opinion. And uh, we have problems with, with our stars. The captain, Manuel Neuer, it's, it, it is his third tournament as captain. And the third tournament we set in the sand. Thomas Müller is a shadow of himself. And Kim is just the little boss and huge only um, on the bench. Wow. So, I mean, even covering a World Cup uh, and a member of the, of the German media yourself, Thomas, do you feel embarrassed by what you saw? Yes. Um, yesterday, for example, against uh, uh, limited Costa Rica squad, uh, we, we started well. We, we score a 1-0. And in my opinion, if you go to the halftime with three or four uh, goals, 
you put the pressure on Spain or, and uh, you put the pressure on Costa Rica. And in this case, I never thought that Spain will lose against Japan. Exactly. Did you think it would be either you or Spain who'd end up topping your group? Uh, before the game, uh, I talked to Luis Enrique and um, he, sa uh, he said, um, if we want to be the champion, we have to beat Brazil uh, in quarterfinal or in the final. Um, but um, when, the, when the constellation is like it is and you see you get Morocco in the next stage, I believe the, uh, the, the players started to think, oh, second place. We go through mm. Morocco and Portugal. It's much more easier to play um, against uh, against the Brazilian team in the quarterfinal and the Croatia team, uh, the yeah. uh, the second of the last uh, championship. And um, slowly, slowly, it's uh, it uh, reached uh, your head off. Thomas, this is my colleague Simon Jordan. Thomas, when you're looking at it in, from an evaluative point of view, where do you think the attribution of blame will land? Do you think it will land at the coach? Do you think it will land at the players? Do you think it will land at the German FA in terms of their structure? Or do you think it will be a combination of all the above? Everything just simply wasn't fit for purpose. Um, I was at, uh, at the airport at the Hamad International one hour ago. There was a press conference of our president, uh, of our F DFB president, Bernd Neuendorf. He spoke for nearly three minutes to um, 50 journalists. And he said there will be an analysis next week. But he said no job guarantee for Hansi Flick and no job guarantee for Oliver Bierhoff. The, the next uh, European tournament is in 18, 18 months uh, in Germany. And uh, there are big discussions in, uh, in our press, in our yellow press, uh, in, uh, in the TV, in radio stations. Is Hansi Flick so good as a coach he was for Bayern Munich for one year, win six titles in one year, and is the time of Oliver Bierhoff ruled out? Those are the questions uh, Football Germany talks about. It's quite incredible that we carry on with this World Cup into the uh, round of 16, and the Germans are not there. Be honest with me, Thomas, did you think at any time you would be heading home at this stage? No. In, uh, in further times... If a German national coach not reached the round of the last four, he was sacked. It was Helmut Schön, 1978. It was Birdie Vogt, uh, 1998. The Germans said, a tournament is only good if we go through to the last four. And now we are the second time we see the World Cup in the second stage from the TV. Uh, last year... We have a horrible European tournament. We lose in Wembley against uh, your team, England. We have three in a row, and it's international, only second class. Thomas, just to talk to you, Mr Keown, former international player, Arsenal player, just talking, do you not feel your expectation of Germany was, you got it wrong? I always felt this was an opportunity for Japan. I mean, let's give them some credit. They've beaten, they've beaten Spain, they've beaten Germany. In the very first game, you lost against Japan. And thereafter, you were always going to be in trouble. And I know you've got Canabri and you've got Sane and Muller and all these players, but the result against Japan has really put you uh, in a difficult situation and you weren't really able to recover. 
And I felt that was always the case. Japan was always, could always cause an upset in this group. Did you not feel that going into the competition? Yeah, Japan make a great job. They beat uh, Spain and Germany and they go through. And um, top, uh, I give all my honors and credits to Japan. But um, you said the name of all these players from Bayern Munich. They played in the Champions League. Where was Kimmich? Thomas Müller, I said it. His time is, is gone international. Gnabry, he has five or six um, uh, different hairs between the training and the, and the game, but he's not focused on this to play such a, such a tournament. We have discussions. What's with Gundogan? Gundogan is captain of Manchester City, one of the best teams um, in the world. But his role next to Kimmich, it's it's very difficult. We have no um, uh, we have no player for the right side. Kera for me he is an he is a normal player, but he's not an outstanding player for playing for a squad like so, Thomas, the Germans. It comes back to the manager. It comes back to the manager then. So you've got an array of talent, and he just wasn't able to find the right formula for you to be successful. Yes, yes, yes. And for me, we have no player for for the number nine. We have no striker. No, we have one. Since eight years, since closer the first one, we have Fulkrug. Why he don't play with Fulkrug yesterday? When he come in and Harvard, it was it was a difficult, uh, a different game. If he started okay. with Harvard. No. yesterday. Yeah. Th Thomas, sorry to jump in, but I want to put this to you because this is key. What do you and the German media think today? The second Japan goal, should it have been allowed or disallowed? Boah. Um, I... Uh, from, in my opinion, uh, on, the, on the first view and the second view, I believe the ball was out. But for me, it's not the reason that we go home. For me, it's yeah. the tournament. We never in the tournament from the first day we come to Oman and Qatar. We have discussions. The team is not focused. Um, the, the, the Germans play a role in the World Cup like it is 12 or 8 years ago. It was um, very successful, but the uh, times have changed and the team and the squads of Germany and the delegation have not uh, changed. That's, in my opinion, sure. the problem. Thomas, I think you're being very fair there yeah, no, with, I think with your answer on the second Thomas, goal. Thomas, as you will appreciate, us English will have an element of schadenfreude about the departure from Germany in this tournament. But what were your expectations from a media point of view going? Did you see this coming? Did you see jeopardy of the Japanese game? Did you see that Germany were going to potentially come up short Decide besides the backstory of Germany always being a powerhouse in tournaments? In my opinion, I was uh, was there in in the game against Japan. We are one hour the better teams. We we we, uh, we are in the lead. Um, the penalty of Gundogan. We have three or four big chances. Musiala, Gundogan, Knabri, but we didn't score. And in in other tournaments, I have been at six or seven tournaments. If we had a chance to kill uh, our opponent. We are we are in front, and we have the chance. We go through. That's the mythos of Germany, the big firm and big tournaments. But we get ridiculous goals from Japan. Uh, the second one is a miss, is a big fault of of Manuel Neuer. Manuel Neuer is in Germany is a hero, but in all three games he have credits at at, at the goals of the opponent. And uh, yeah, yeah, I I I think I think that. 
Japan was not a better team. But with this game, sure. the problem, the problems were, were on the table. We have a good second half against Spain. But if you if you see all three games, it's not it's not enough to go to the next stage in uh, in the World Cup. So, Thomas, with all your experience, and you sound very experienced to me, a final question from us to you. Was Hansi Flick in charge of uh, Germany for the last time last night? If you asked me yesterday, I would say to you, I would answer no. He gets the home European Championship in, uh, in the year 24. But now, after the press conference, it's open. If I have to bet... 100 uh, euro or pounds, I would say he will stay, but Bierhoff will go out. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. world's most dangerous download outspoken with white and jordan from the world's biggest sports radio station talk sport on sunday here at 10 o'clock it's live and talk sport england will take on senegal in the round of 16 at the magnificent al Bayat stadium just down the road from where we are here in uh, talk sports studio base here in guitar it's jim white it's uh, Simon Jordan, Arsenal Invincible Martin Keown is with us and so too our TalkSport colleague Alex Crook. Mr Crook, hi to you I know you're working later in the Portugal match but uh, yesterday you turned your attention with a whole bunch of media um, to Senegal and uh, you caught up with their squad D- describe the scene because all of a sudden Senegal very much the focus of attention from an English perspective. It was absolutely packed, um, so much interest at their training base in this game um, against England, of course it's a a World Cup that brings back memories of 2002 when they shocked everybody, beat France in their first game, made it through uh, to the knockout rounds of that competition. I wasn't able to see their training session because I got there slightly too late. You can only watch the first 15 minutes. But I did hear it. And I tell you, it was, <laughs> it was non-stop laughter from the Senegalese players. So to say they're in relaxed mood ahead of this game would be an understatement. Uh, then we had a bit of a, a scrum with a couple of the players and a legend from 2002 in the form of the former Liverpool man, El Hadj Juf. And, uh, well, I asked him basically about their chances of causing an upset against England. And I think he fancies it. I talk to him every day, you know, Sadio is uh, with us, it's uh, too difficult for him to, to move from uh, Munich to come here, you know, he have his uh, own uh, recovery thing to do, 
but I think Sassadio is always listens. Every time before the game, uh, he sends us a good message and he talks a lot to the, these boys and I think so, you know, Sadio is going to be always with us and he wants us to win that, that game for, for Liverpool for Liverpool fans. What players in the England team do you fear? Which, which England players do you think could hurt you? Definitely no one, no one. We have a good players and uh, they have a good players and after on the pitch is 11 v 11 and just like fighting for your own country. So, I mean, Harry Kane, not for the first time, was the talk of uh, a, a, an opposing nation squad yesterday when there was a media gathering. Martin, your old chum at Arsenal, Tony Adams, uh, was talking about Harry Kane. He said he'd love to have played against him. You, you'll have seen these quotes. Um, because he says Kane drops so deep um, and doesn't really end up posing the threat that he should. Has he got a point? Uh, yes. I think what Tony's referring to, often you're playing against a top striker, when you see him disappear into midfield, it's good news because he's not really going to affect you. Uh, I understand the, the role he plays for England, and I'd like to see him play further up the pitch. I thought Callum Wilson did that when he came on, actually, in the latter stages of the last game. Um, so something that Harry does do, um, as long as we can attack the space he comes out of and we get people running into those areas, that's fine. But if we don't, then we, it looks like Harry... I mean, quite a lot of balls going into the box the other night, and Harry wasn't really trying to get on the end of them. That was a quite surprising. So I understand what Tony Adams is saying, but Harry Kane is still our top striker. Mm. There's no doubt about that. Jim, I don't really concern me. He didn't score a single goal in the Euros in the group stages. And then he went on and started galloping through and scoring plenty of goals. So he's not scoring in the group stage here. So we shouldn't really worry about that. Okay. He will score. Don't worry about that. I mean, Simon, Alex described the, the, the scene and the mood in yeah. the Senegalese <coughs> camp. And uh, it's very lighthearted. They're loving being mm -hmm. here. And you'd expect that. Senegal, could there be a potential banana skin for England? Well, the weight of expectation will be on England. So with that comes pressure. And we've seen pressure. We've seen what it does to other teams. We saw a very stilted performance by the Argentinians against the Mexicans because they were under so much pressure and they managed to get an outcome. Look, we are without any disrespect to the Senegalese, looking past them. We're guilty of looking past them. We're looking at the French. How do we cope with Mbappé? I think it will be a tough physical game. Um, you know, obviously, Archimedes with his wall chart has already probably already planned for the fact that we're playing <laughs> Senegal and knew that anyway. But I, I, I look at it as a game that has jeopardy in it. I expect England to come through. I don't expect it to be easy. And, I don't, and when I hear language from the Senegalese about not being afraid, I think that's right. I think, or worried, I think you should be aware. And I think the language, we can disappear into semantics, but top players playing in World Cups will look at it and say, we're aware of Harry Kane, but we're worried about what, let them worry about what we're going to do. Now, for us, England have an opportunity. I think if they were to come out at this stage, people would be very disappointed yeah. and the blowback would be quite significant. I don't expect that to happen. But what we are also seeing in this World Cup is the rise of football around the world. Yeah. We're seeing Asian teams come through, Australasian teams come through, That's African right. And this is the purpose of a World Cup. True. So it's a very good backdrop. Right. I think it's also the first time uh, that all five continents have been represented yeah. in the last 16. Right. And that tells you yeah. the idea of bringing the World Cup to Qatar and we can talk all day about the, the negatives, but it is to grow the game globally. And when you see five different continents represented, you see the African sides and their fans who've been a real spectacle at this World Cup. Alex, you, you have to see it as a positive. How do you see England beating Senegal in this? What, what tactics would you deploy? Right, You've been around now a while, haven't you? You talk a good game. So let's hear, what would you, what would you say? <laughs> do I talk a good game? Well, yeah, that's what you can do. as Mr. Keown, don't forget. Talk, so I, can't, I can't play. Sorry, Mr. Keown. Um, None of us can play now, but go on. I think they've got, they've got more quality than Senegal. That's what it will come down to. I think what, we know what we're going to get from Senegal. They're going to be energetic. They're going to be in England's faces. The, the Germans don't have more quality than Japan. 
Uh, not in the second half. No. 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 Um, England are a far better team than Germany. I, I, I don't see them going out. I think, so what, what I think we'll see a similar Would you change? Would we'll you, see a similar you, pattern to what so we've seen. It'll be a back four, will it? I think it will be. Um, okay. There may be a temptation to go with a back three in preparation for France, but I think that's maybe a bit dangerous to see this almost as a warm-up game for France. Mm-hmm. I think he'll stick with the back four. I think Carl Walker keeps his place. The, the big question is, does Saka come back in having played so well in the first game against Iran? Or does Marcus Rashford deserve that spot? I, I would keep Marcus Rashford for the reasons you've said, actually, about Kane dropping deep into midfield, allowing uh, Rashford and Foden to exploit those spaces. It will be tense in the first half. Wouldn't surprise me if his goal is see, again I at half-time. I have a different opinion to you because I, I feel when you play against Senegal, it's they, you don't want to try and outstrength them or outrun them. I think it's about we need our best footballers on the pitch and I think we need to out-football them. We need to punish them with our passing. I see Foden coming in on the left. As he did at half-time, he changed with Rashford. I know a lot of talk about Rashford and we're getting carried away a little bit. I think he's an impact player from the bench. And I'd keep Rashford for that role. So I'd play Saka on the right. I'd play Foden on the left. But whether it's, I think the midfield three probably needs to be kept together. You just said there about playing a three against France. You know, I'm not sure where would actually. I think a four wouldn't we be better? I'm convinced have, the Gareth will play a three against w- w- France. Wouldn't we be better to have Walker though, up against Mbappe as a right back, and he can really sort of marshal him? If we play him in a three, then there's a, a bit of uncertainty. Don't they this. double up on him there though? You've got, you've got Walker playing on the right side of a back three and. Right wing back I came well. to this competition thinking that Gareth would play a back three. We're playing a back four right now. I don't see... The only thing I would say is that they've lost Senegal to Holland. And Holland played with a back three. And with three in midfield. So, and two up top. Uh, Gagpo was outstanding on the day. So that you, drop, might, you drop Rashford come Sunday. You'd bench uh, him. Well, Jimmy, I don't think he's... He played the other day. Obviously, we were making, play, we were making some changes, weren't we? Scored twice. twice. I know he did. I know he did. But we can point to Saka scoring twice, can't we? Because sorts of lots of people, we have to pick what the best team is for the day. And I think when you're playing against Senegal, you've got to beat them with your quality. And I think Rashford will be just would be perfect for for a Senegalese player because he thinks, okay, he's strong, he's quick. Come on, then try and run me, and I'll outstrength you. Whereas with Foden, he's so direct, he goes right at players, he causes issues, and I think he deserves now to be starting on that left hand side. He was at. Where, he was I think at he Man- will start Foden. Okay, I think so he'll start on the left. I, I would play Rashford on the right. But you both can see that it's dangerous to think beyond Senegal. Very much so, because they fancy it. They're, they're partying yesterday in the press conference you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, let England talk themselves up, and we're going to go, and we're going to hit them hard. But England don't need to be slinging balls into the box. Koulibaly was brilliant in the last game. Let's get it on the deck. Yeah. Let's play in and around them, and that's why I want Foden in the team. You're 100% essential down. Outspoken with White and Jordan. Thanks for listening to Outspoken. Don't forget to leave a five-star review and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. 
Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.